Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship. This is the third Saturday of November, November 19th. 2022. Greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, and welcome to Refuge from the Storm Church, a Christian ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We seek to serve targeted individuals in North America and around the world. A blessed Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. My name is Cheryl Mella Harvey. I'm standing in this afternoon for Elder Carolyn Cunningham. I would ask that you would offer your prayers for her well-being as she's not feeling well this evening. And to all of our members, listeners, and guests, thank you so much for spending your Saturday afternoon with us. Your presence is indeed important to us. Thank you for coming. We pray that what is said will draw your hearts near to God. And of course, God will draw near to you. Humble your hearts to God and he will exalt you. We must always remember that God is indeed fighting your battles and he is arranging things in your favor, making a way where there is no way. And even when we cannot see it, our Serving team today is Brother Bob Pierce, our Zoom moderator and talk show manager. Sister Helena Thompson is our minister of music. Pastor Millicent Black will offer the altar prayer this afternoon. And of course, Pastors Terrence and Pamela Wilson will deliver the preached word. Welcome, Pastors Wilson. Sister Greta Ayers will give the invitation to discipleship. We ask all of you to pray in your daily prayers for our church, Refuge from the Storm Church, and its members. Also pray for the worldwide church, preachers across the globe, our family and friends, for TIs around the world, advocacy groups, our loved ones or loved ones affected by COVID or other sicknesses or illness. Please pray for our government leaders. Pray that they will receive an unction from the Holy Spirit, be moved to do what is just and right in his eyes. We do pray for world peace always, for refugees, for those who are suffering from poverty, for victims of trauma, abuse, and torture. Also pray for victims of gun violence. As we go into our worship service this morning, this afternoon, I'm sorry, we will hear a song of praise and worship. And then after that, I will lead you through the rest of the worship service. And as a friendly reminder, those please who are with us by telephone, please mute your phones. If there's any background noise, be blessed in the service. God bless you. Amen. They said we have to suit up. What? Hello. All right. Good evening, everybody. God bless you. That was my wife. I am Senior Pastor Terrence Wilson. My wife is Co-Pastor Pamela Wilson of Jesus Christ Dad for You. We send greetings and our love and support and respect to Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. We pray for her too, Elena and Sister Carol. We pray for their speedy recovery. 
And we thank God for healing them in advance so we can have a new testimony for his glory. And Father, we just thank you so much for each and every person on the line right now who participate in this fellowship week after week. And we praise God. Remember, Jesus said, be not weary in well-doing in due season. If you think not, you shall receive a reward. Now, I'm going to introduce my wife today, as she introduced me most of the time. I'm going to head over to Pastor Pamela Wilson. Good evening. I just want to say hi, uh, and I just want to give a little brief glimpse of us, because Amen. we usually leave the cameras off, but I have on my little uh, amplifying earphones. And it is always a blessing to be with you guys, as always. And today we're going to talk about an important topic about spiritual warfare. We all know that we're in battles all, all the time, whether it be in the super and the natural, but we're going to focus on the natural today. Today we're going to talk, as Pamela said, we're going to talk about spiritual warfare. Now, if you're a babe in Christ, you may not understand that just being born again. But if you have been in a body of Christ for over a year, you would understand what our meaning is. I'm going to show you how relevant today it is, as well as it was even back in the Old Testament and the New Testament. We're going to talk about some scriptures there. And I'm going to show you today that all of this massive killings that's going on, this is not normal. This is something of what we call spiritual warfare with demons are roaming the earth. I believe the Bible. If you look at the Bible, it talks about Cain slew and Abel, his brother. And I believe the Bible says that the deed of Cain was multiplied after he killed his brother. One of my hardest, uh, this has been a real sad week when I cut on the news because on, on the hearing about the death of three young men who was coming back and two was shot in Virginia, University of Virginia, and then 12 hours later, you have four other young college kids who are brutally stabbed to death in their sleep for what they're seeing right now. This has been a very tough week and my heart for me and my wife and all of us, our prayers go out to that family. You know, you send your kids away to get educated for a higher level of education and you don't anticipate something like this happen. You're sending them off on a bus or in a car, a used car, new car, and they're coming back in a casket. This just doesn't make sense. This is relevant today. Spiritual warfare, it exists and in another realm because that's how Satan thrives. The people believe in it does not exist. Now, there's two kinds of spiritual warfare. There's one in the natural manifestation, and there's one in the supernatural manifestation. The greatest battle that a human being have will fight is not for a country, not against illness, nor for crown, but it's a spiritual warfare. That's why Ephesians 6 talks about, I believe it says, put on the whole armor of God. So you be able to stand. If you do not put on the whole armor of God, you have no chance against the devil. And remember, it's not our strength, it's Christ's strength. Well, this is a spiritual war. You know, that's when you get the attacks from the mind, uh, emotional pain, like the devil, when he, you know, like you said, when he attacked Job, and I believe it's Job 2, when Jesus, the Bible said, when God saw that, he saw Satan, I believe in Job 1, he said, will you coming? He said, I'm going to and fro the earth. And he said, have you considered, you know, my servant Job, who is upright in the whole land? And, you know, that's why we played that song. I like that song. It's really a very, um, motivating song it's saying suit up and it's saying like in the military we put on our uniform we get our weapons we lock and load we're all in a battle i mean people that are targeted are probably in a greater battle than the average population but we're in a battle but the thing that we need to keep our mind on is that our weapons are not against flesh and blood you became part of the spiritual warfare battle the day you trusted lord jesus christ as your savior I mean, you, you came out of darkness and you became somebody that the devil was going after, particularly those who are motivating others like Millicent, Pastor Millicent. Um, I've been listening for the last few weeks of, of a very important teaching on spiritual warfare and how it works. And of course, we all know the greater your mission is for the Lord Jesus Christ, the greater Satan's going to kind of come after you. I mean, that just makes sense. He's going to take out 
the people that are helping other people overcome spiritual battles. And we have to keep our eyes open. We were just ministering to a young couple because I think a lot of times we don't see. We're so busy fighting the things that we can see that we completely, um, or maybe not completely, but we sometimes forget to bind up spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. We've all read Ephesians 6 a, a million times, but I think it just bears um, reviewing so that we can kind of remind ourselves that we do have that, we do have weapons. We need to suit up. I love that song because it's like saying, don't um, go into this war without your gear on. Go with your gear on. Suit up. Gear up. Get ready. And you know what it says? What it says in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. 10, it says, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That means you're going to have to put on the whole armor of God every day. I submit we need to do it every day because the Christians are usually under attack. Now, if you look at any soldier of ours in the United States military, no matter what branch it is, when they go into battle, they got on the whole armor before they go on to shore or come out of an airplane, the parachute, they have on the whole armor, we are at war. This is not a game. This is reality. This is what the devil has wedged war, and God is going to finish it with you know, victory. It's a war. Okay? He's going to sweep. He's going to. I'm going to play a video later. Okay, okay sorry. And then it says in number 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, and spiritual hosts of wickedness and, and also in high places, okay? Number 13 says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the evil day and have done all you can, then stand. You got to put on the whole armor of God. There is no way we can stand against Satan without the word of God, without the sword of God, without the helmet of God. Number 14 says, therefore, having gripped your waist and troop, having put on the whole breastplate of righteousness. All of these are spiritual. You know, it'd be, you'd be surprised at how many Christians don't realize the benefits they have as a Christian. Okay. Number 15 said, have you shunned the feet with preparation of the gospel of peace? And above all, take the shield of faith, which you will be able to Quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked one. The devil is going to shoot darts at us and see where he can score a point in our head, our heart, our soul. Any way he can, he can attack us, that's where he's going to attack. But that's where you need to put on the whole armor of God. Now, number 17 says, take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, and which is the word of God. And what is number 18? It says, uh, praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all of the saints. We need to pray, be watchful, be vigilant, and put on the whole armor of God. Now, I'm going to go over three steps okay. after this. So the first step is identifying your enemy. Okay. And your enemy isn't the perps. It isn't the government. It isn't the person that's targeting or stalking you. It isn't that. It isn't. It is a spiritual foe. You are not fighting people. You are not fighting circumstances. We must identify our true enemy in order to defeat him. So I want to recall when I was in DC years ago, young soldier, I was in the military. One of my duties was working for several months at the War, they call it the U.S. Army War College. What do they do at the War College? They go to college to study war. They go to study what enemies, what kind of weapons the enemies have, what kind of tactics they use, their strategies they use. They even go all the way back to Napoleon. I was in there. Um, I was just sort of like, at that time, I was a little young soldier, and I was probably like taking notes like as a secretary. But I heard a lot of People talk way back into strategies and then they go all the way up to today. And that was, of course, in the 70s. But I could imagine that today people from Ukraine 
are coming over to that war college to, to learn uh, military strategies. They get and learn what rush, what kind of rush, uh, Russian weapons are being used against them. They look at the strategies that Russia has used from World War One, World War Two, today. They look at the kind of psychological things that different enemies do. This is what they study, and this is it, it could be. And I'm not saying the United States should take credit, but this could be part of why they're turning that war around because they study those people's enemies. I mean, their their, their enemies' weapons. And then they know how to fight against them, not just the actual physical weapons, but they study the mindset of their of Putin and other people that might be coming against them. So when you study all those things, you know how to fight. You cannot fight an enemy, enemy A, and, and think that you're only, you know, maybe you're, strategy, you're doing strategy against enemy A, but you got enemy B, C, and D coming against you. You need to study the real enemy you're fighting okay and also too when we go when we have the weapons of our now we, we're talking about putting on home armor god we also as pamela just said pastor just said when we are fighting a war the united states have to prepare for being a uh, fume uh, for being gas in the fields for bullet attacks tanks airplanes submarines um nuclear weapons grenades all these are in weapons, the enemy, we have to prepare to encounter from the enemy. So what I mean by that is that when we are in a spiritual war, the devil may come at us in different ways. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to win. But that's why when you put on the whole armor, whatever way he comes, you'll be able to you fend off the fiery dots of the wicked one. He doesn't come one way, but he will attack. That is a guarantee. Because the day you gave your hand to Christ and said, Lord, I want you to be, the day that Satan lost us and we gave our life to Christ, he done wedged war from on us on that very day that we gave our life to God. The day we went down that aisle and said, God, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. Save me, Jesus. I don't want to live like this no more. I want to be a soldier in your army. I'm tired of that devil and I'm through with him. He's not going to let go right now. Uh -uh. He wants to take as many people as he can down in that pit before God sent him down there for the thousand years. That's a whole nother uh, message. But not only did God said he's going to send Lucifer, but he's going to throw the false prophet in there too, proclaiming lies. Amen. So now we have step number two. What is step number two, honey? Okay. Step number two is gather your weapons. But before we say that, I want to say one more thing. And that is when we're fighting this spiritual foe, um, we know that he's always creeping around. Okay. That uh, First Peter is it First or Second Peter five and eight says he's seeking to whom he may devour. Now get get this, okay? He's prowling around. He's seeking. He's seeking to whom he may devour. Why does he have to seek? Oh, because he can't devour everybody. When he come and knock on this door, he might not be able to get in. When he come and knock on another door, he might not be able to get in. He'll go in a door that he can get in, and he'll go in a door where people are focused on a physical enemy instead of a spiritual enemy because he is he loves when he can hide he loves when he can get us fighting a physical foe so that we won't have to know how to fight him in the spirit with all these tools these weapons we're about to talk to talk about remember when in the wizard of oz when um everybody was focused on the little man um, that was operating the, the machinery. And then they looked up and then they had that wizard up there. Well, there's two different things in this earth right now. We have people that are doing things against us, human beings. We have, um, you know, even sicknesses, even just, you know, employers or targeting at work and things like that. But all of that is part of a spiritual battle. Now, how do we fight them? We talked about weapons. We got to gather our weapons. Now, the first thing we gather our weapons is know what weapons we have. The weapons of our warfare are not what we are. We all know the scripture. They're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to pulling down of strongholds, casting down every argument and every high. I'm just saying this by memory because I just I'm not reading it. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Okay, so what are some of the things that we're saying in there? Thoughts. What you think, I mean, we see it all through the Bible. As a man thinketh, so is he. And we talk about the mind, that we need to have the mind of Christ. 
So we need to do all these things to guard our minds against being wrapped up in saying, um, the government is doing this against me, or my boss is doing this against me, or my spouse or my kids or anybody that some enemy next door or something. This is a spiritual battle. Our weapons, as Terrence said in step two, we have to gather our weapons. So what are our weapons? We must exhibit uh, we, oh, the, the breastplate of righteousness. We must exhibit the righteousness of God, and we must have integrity and good character, and the breastplate of righteousness protect the soldier's heart, that we must protect our heart from evil. And in Proverbs 4, 23, say, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of flow, the issue of life. So it talks about guarding your heart. The breastplate of righteousness will keep our hearts um, focused on the Lord, keep our, our, our thoughts and our, the intentions of our heart on the Lord. The next one is the shoes of the gospel. Uh, I've heard it said in different um, translations, the preparation of the gospel of peace. So the shoes help the Roman soldier stay sturdy and well-grounded and then move quickly. And so we have to be well-grounded in our faith in order to fight our spiritual foe. The next uh, weapon, I mean, the next uh, weapons is a shield of faith. Faith means to consistently hear the word of God and obey the word of God. Now, when we have faith, that takes us a long way because we become different than the world. The world is all focused on getting things and materialism and how they look and who they're following on Facebook or social media and all these other things. But we have our faith. The next weapon is the helmet of salvation. And that's that I would say that also goes with renewing your mind by reading God's word daily, especially the scriptures that apply to this. So our mind is Satan's battlefield. We, he brings fear and hopelessness and frustration and despair uh, into it. But we've overcome these things by the renewing of our hope in salvation that flows through Christ Jesus. And that's 1 Thessalonians 5 and 8. And let's stop and read right that now. real quick, because I, I really like that. Um, if you want to turn it with us to that, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 8. And, um, 5 and 8. Go on here and do it. Okay, it says that, but since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. So those are all, that's another scripture that is reiterating the spiritual weapons that we have that are told to us in Ephesians 6. Mm -hmm. The next thing you have is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, everything else we mentioned, of course, we've heard this before, are defensive weapons. The sword of the spirit is our offensive weapon. If we're being attacked, the last thing we want to do is just keep quiet. And the next to the last thing we want to do is say something that's not the word of God. So if somebody's attacking us and we say, oh, I'm just so sick of this enemy. I'm so sick of this, you know, this boss at my job that keeps picking on me or whatever. God word, God's word is our sword, the only weapon of offense, and we must use it. So if you're under attack, speak the word mm -hmm. i have something that i give out called a battle card and i had somebody call me today and say oh this is going on my the person that i'm you know engaged to or whatever they're doing this and they're doing that and, oh just and i kept saying to her where's your word on this she's yeah. kept going back and he did this and he did that and he's saying that i said where's the word where's the word because if you're if you if, if you're sitting there lamenting your enemy that's time where you can be saying no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Jesus came to give me authority over the, the wicked one. The enemy will bruise my heel and, and, and uh, I, will, I will crush his head. My enemies will come at me in one direction and flee from me in seven. Um, greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. Now I'm saying all these things just straight out the top of my head. You got to have prayer in your mouth like a bullet like that. Like if you're not saying, if you're not saying the word itself and if you're just saying, Oh, my boss was so mean to me. This girl just kept going on. This is what I'm talking to. Oh, this guy did this to me. And this guy, and I kept saying, get back to the word. And he did this and, and he did that. And I'm like, the word. So something was troubling someone's mind and you can fight that with the word. Mm -hmm. Now, the third step is go to war. I mean, of this, okay, okay so the sword of the so go to war in prayer. Okay, now if you look at Ephesians 6.18, the last thing he says, 
they say is praying always for all the saints. It says praying for all the saints always. And so we need to continue to do that. We have to pray. And we have to, and I know we're all praying on this call, and I'm going to read 18. It says, praying always, I like this, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So we don't just pray for ourselves, we pray for all of us. But if the enemy comes against you, and I know sometimes I get like prank calls. I mean, some of them are telemarketers, and they mean, mean no harm. But some of them are people trying to harass us. And they'll get on there and they'll start laughing or doing something crazy on that phone. I, I start saying, I don't argue. I say, Jesus is Lord. My husband starts laughing. And I just keep saying it. Oh, how I love Jesus. I, this is right here. I say the word. I say the name of Jesus. I'm not going to sit there and be quiet when I know the enemies are tormenting me. I'm going to open my mouth and say the word of God. I can't even say how much the word of God in the mouth of a believer. There's nothing more powerful against enemies, any kind friend anything i um uh, what was it i had a dream the other night and something was going on and i said i started saying in the middle of the night jesus is lord and i started saying different things i had a dream about something i don't know something somebody was doing something but if you say that you have to have your scriptures ready you have to say the scriptures that god has given us as a weapon and use them when fighting spiritual warfare, the most powerful position for Christians to assume as they kneel in prayer, and we should pray uh, of perseverance, the prayer of perseverance. And protection. And we're praying, we're going to war in prayer. Now, what, the scripture, what it says at the end about praying in the spirit, now to us, everybody doesn't interpret that the same way. Okay. To us, that means we pray in tongues. Right. Okay. We pray in tongues. Sometimes I'll break out in tongues because I'll feel a thought that's you know, negative or scary or, or troubling, I'll start praying in tongues. I'll be in my car or I'll be sitting next to my husband and I'll pray in tongues. Okay. So okay. we Luke, can do that. We can use that tool as well. Okay. Luke chapter 18, one through eight, we can stand firm and resist anything that Satan throws in our way. Only if we put on the whole armor of God and I'm going to do an overview after you do the video. So I'm going to read this uh, H1 real quick and then I'll play the video, okay? And I love this one because this is about somebody that would not give up, okay? And I <laughs> I often liken myself to this widow because when I want something, if I'm trying to get something straightened out or, you know, somebody didn't bill us right or something, I'm not letting it go. So I'm going to read this. This is like this persistent widow. You guys heard the story before. And Jesus spoke the parable to this end that men should always pray and not faint or not lose heart. Okay, saying there was a in the city there was a judge who feared God and neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, "Avenge me from my adversary." And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, "Though I don't fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continuing she will wear me out." And he, he said, "Wear me." I said it like that. And the Lord said to him, "Here with the unjust." Judge said, and shall not God avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bear along with him? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on earth. So he's saying that lady did not give up. She never stopped troubling him. He wasn't even going to be bothered. He didn't like her. He didn't even fear God, he said. But because that lady kept persistently troubling him, he heard her prayer. Now, a lot of us has been crying out for years and years about the trouble we're in. We have years decades and so don't give up be like that persistent widow because it says and shall not god avenge his own elect who cry day and night to him don't stop crying day and night don't think he has forgotten you he hasn't forgotten you i like that song where it says you know he is faithful he has not forgotten us us god is sovereign over us maybe i'll pray, play that next time we go so we're going to play the video now and um you guys listening? Let me see if I'm in the right queued up at the right point on the video. And here we go. Okay. So let's now do an overview of talk about spiritual warfare. The first thing I've as Fallon just said, the three points right there. And like I said, we you may not feel like fighting, but we have to fight because God, when you need strength, you need to say, Lord. 
That's when you go into his presence. When you renew your mind with the word of God and you put on this, uh, the blessed plate of righteousness, the helmet and the sword and the shield, and you read his word and you spend some time with the Lord. You know, like I sometimes I spend a couple hours a day reading the Bible as me and family do, but I want to go over this as spiritual warfare. Now, the other thing is this. When you re renew your mind by spending time with the Lord, he will refresh you in the times of trouble. And you know, we have to stop just focusing on people. Just focus on the Lord at that time. Because when you focus on the Lord, he has your full attention. I'm going to tell you something. He will strengthen you. And like the like Bible said, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my help. The Lord is my dreamer. He is even the people that is targeting us. We don't even have to worry about that because if we focus on God, he'll take care of them. And just like when, when the exodus happened in Israel, God, uh, the people will focus on Pharaoh. God said, focus on me and I'm going to be the one to open the Red Sea. I'm going to be the one to take care of this enemy that you see today. Tomorrow you're going to see no more. And so God took care of them. If we focus on God, just say, Lord, give me a different perspective. Spiritual warfare is really to get your attention and to suffocate and stifle your faith. And I will say this, you got to remember when Jesus gave us his word, when you were filled with the Holy Spirit, he gave you authority to trample over scorpions and serpents. Mm -hmm. Okay, you remember the serpent back in the Garden of Eden when he deceived Adam and Eve. And God cursed the serpent, said, you will crawl on your belly forever. And so we could trample that. He gave you authority to use his word. There is a lot of benefits of being a Christian. A lot of people don't realize you got more weapons than you know what to do with. And I'm going to talk about physical weapons. I'm talking about spiritual weapons that the enemy will think twice about coming up against you. And once you learn how to use them, the Lord will show you how to cultivate them in a way that you will overcome, de defeat the enemy every time. Just like Jesus did when the 40 days and 40 nights, where he would be attempted, Jesus just threw the word right back at Satan. When Satan threw a lie, Jesus threw the truth. Right. And it threw him off his lies, okay? So now once we've said this right here, you got to identify your enemy. I'm talking about the spiritual one. Let me show you an example when Jesus, a lot of people say, well, I don't believe in that. If you believe the Bible, you can't pick and choose what to believe. You have to take on the whole Bible and believe it by faith. Now, you know, you remember in Mark chapter 5, verse 19, talked about when Jesus got all, when he calmed the sea at Capernaum, when he got off the boat, he was attacked by a man that was demon-possessed. So now I'm giving you a picture of something in the natural, but something supernatural using him, demonic force using him to destroy Jesus. When he ran to Jesus, he fell and he got afraid. And Jesus said, he said, we know who you are, son of God, son of the most high God. So when he, when he saw Jesus say, who are you? He stood firm and looked at him in the eye, face to face. He said, who are you? He said, we're legion. But the Bible does not tell us this man, even though they put chains around him and he broke them, they tried to restrain him. And he was he was so violent and out of control, there was nothing to sustain. So they had to walk around where he was. But Jesus walked right into the battle yep. and he faced the enemy eye to eye. So now what happened was Jesus, the Bible said the man, what happened, the reason why he was so strong, he had a legion of hundreds of demons that was operating through this man, which you know, sometimes when people have supernatural strength, that's sometimes that comes from yes. the devil. Yes. That mean they there. That mean they got that. See, this is the super working with the natural, but it's demon manifestation working in the flesh. Now Jesus cast the demon. The, 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 now let me show you how strong of Jesus and powerful when he came. They were so afraid. They said, "Son of man, please don't cast us out." He said, I'll grant you to cast them into the swine. The Bible said they violently ran into the sea and drowned. So they asked for God's permission to come out of him to go into something else, to take another form, spiritual warfare, okay? And then you have what? You had the sons of Siva, who they were, I believe it's Acts chapter 18, 19, the sons of Siva, who was one, the seven sons of Siva, they saw how God was walking with 
God, Jesus was using Paul to heal people. And they were watching it. So they had decided, well, we ain't got the anointing. We're not living for God. We're going to get into the healing ministry and start making some money. We ain't going to do it because we love God. When Paul did it, it was because he was under, he was, a, he, was, he, was, he, was a, he was moved by the Holy Spirit and he was used mightily by God to heal. That was the will of God at that moment. But when the seven sons of Siva saw this, they saw an opportunity to open up a business. See, we're going to find out in these last days, these people talking about they can heal. We're going to find out are they true right. or we're going to find out they false. Okay. It's going to come out sooner or later. And the sad thing about it is that if they're lying, they're going down in the pits of hell with Lucifer because they deceived and lied and used people for money for years. I don't know who they are, but I know one thing. There are, the Bible said in the last days, there'll be many false prophets. Mm -hmm. Now, my thing about this, maybe they do have to get the healing. But let me tell you something, the difference when I'm looking at right now. The Bible said when Jesus healed, it went throughout all the land, Caesarea, Philippi. It went through Judea. It went from one end of the region to the other. You could have called every physician in that, in that whole region from other countries, and I guarantee you, you got the same results. Jesus healed me, the son of God. That was true. You get a false prophet coming in. Oh, you healed. Give me a $1,000 seed and you're going to be healed. Uh, I didn't see nothing in there about Jesus charging anybody to be healed. False, fake, and imitation. But that's what Jesus warned us. So we're going to find out in these last days, and they will get a chance to stand before God. Now, I just read about Jeremiah, about the false prophets. God said, I'm going to destroy them, and I'm going to throw them into the fiery furnace for lying and blaspheming my name. So they better be careful because when you lie and use God's name, and these gifts. Now, let me tell you what happened with the sons of Siva. When they, when they started fooling with them demons, the Bible says in Acts was 18 and 19, they went in there and they asked and said, Jesus, we know. And oh, we bow yeah. down. Paul, we know because he was used by God. But who are you? You ain't got no anointing. And you come up here, you're fighting us without the word. Okay. And the Bible said that the demons leapt on them and, and, and scarred them up so bad and ran them out of there. And they, they ran as far as they and wounded all of them. You see, that would be, you know, you don't play with something you don't know nothing about. And then, like I said, you cannot beat the, beat the devil without God. It, remember, it's God through us, God around us, and God in us. We cannot stand against the devil on our own. And our strength is not enough. No matter how much education, we can be strong as, as Samson still cannot defeat the devil because remember he is a spirit a demonic spirit okay and you know, the thing remember in ephesians it says be strong in the lord in the power of what not of our own might right the power of his might right so we don't have to um i mean of course we have to stick up for ourselves of course but we do not have to fight on in our own power we do not have to succumb to the wickedness that's over this country today. Yeah. And, and let's play the wickedness. Yeah, that's a whole lot. Yes, it is. Yeah, it sure is. The, 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 the level of immorality is, is unsurpassed. Mm. I mean, this is, I'm just thinking, how much worse could it have been in the day of Noah than it is right today? Mm -hmm. The one thing I want to spell just said, I don't call uh, false teachers out. God is going to do that. He's going to expose them for what they are. But what the thing is, it's the carnage that they leave behind, the wreckage they leave behind. I've seen the misery and destruction they left the, and proper lying on God, saying, thus saith the Lord. And God didn't say that. It's confusion. God, let me, let me, let me set the record straight. God, do not lie. If God, if God said he's going to heal you, he's going to heal you. And he's not going to do it for no thousand ounce seed, no two thousand ounce, ten thousand. He's going to do it because he loves you. God has never, there's no scripture in the Bible showing Jesus charging anybody a seed for anything. He did it because he was demonstrating his love for man and woman on earth. You know, you know the Bible says if a, man, if, a, if a man hungers, will he give his son a, a fish or a stone? No, he'll give him a fish to eat. You can't eat no stone, but you can definitely eat a fish. Now, but, but I will say this right now, we are in a time where there is great spiritual warfare that's going on right now. Yeah. And it's sad because it's wounding and hurting people because these false prophets are leading people astray right now. 
This is one of the problems that we have. So when you have sound doctrine, a lot of people get confused because they didn't have unsound doctrine. They didn't have tickling ear doctrine that they don't even recognize sound doctrine from tickling ear. They're confused now. And this is the confusion that's going on right now. It's and almost it's like, like oh, division is going on. Yeah. This is, I mean, what is so above that? When Jesus even told them, I'm from above, you're from beneath. I'm from above, you're crazy celebrity worshipers from beneath. I'm from above, and all your crazy politicians are from beneath. I'm from above, and all of your worldly knowledge is from beneath. I'm from above, and your scientists, your doctors, and all these other people, the wisdom of this age is from beneath. We're from above. We are from above. We're not better than them because, because of us. We're better than them because who lives in us. We're not part of them. We're not. We're from another kingdom. We have another home. Mm -hmm. This spiritual warfare is going to come against us because we don't belong to them. Right. Uh, what does that scripture say? If we, if we belong to the world, the world would receive us as their own. But because we're not of this world, they don't receive it. He's taking us out of this world system. Right. We're not of this world. You know, one thing also, too, a lot of people don't realize that when the seas, when these storms are being stirred up, that is spiritual uh, warfare, too, mm -hmm. because the Bible talks about the sea roaring like waves, which will cause great, great disasters in the last days, floods, famine, you know, pestilence. You know, it talks about great sicknesses. We have not, I don't think, I do not believe that we have seen the last pandemic. We might, I don't know, I hope so. Uh, but I don't know if that's the case. Well, the because the Bible about talks about this. many pestilence yeah. in the last days. And if we are two moves, as I told y'all before, let's go back, let's switch over to here right now before I almost forget. We're two moves from a World War III right now. We're two moves. Where World War One and World War II started was in Europe, and I believe in eastern part of Europe over there, central eastern part of Europe. Two moves right now, because now Poland is being drawn into this situation right now, which is going to bring the NATO nations against Russia. And so that is going to draw Iran has now gotten involved undercover, and that's been exposed. So Iran, the first thing they're going to do, they get when they get fully in, they may launch weapons on Israel. That's the first thing to try to start a fight with Israel. And then, then all on top of that, you're going to have China, which I believe the full, all the enemies have not been revealed. What's really going on behind this right now? This is spiritual warfare. When you see innocent people being mm -hmm. killed and children being murdered, this is what you call spiritual warfare. If we ever need a gun, we need prayer right now. We got murder and we have all kind of killing. And people, not only people are killed, people are killing just over nothing, mm -hmm. over nothing, like life is worthless. Like what Jesus died for, it's not even, it's meaningless. That's how the Bible described it as it was in, in the, the day of Noah. Of people were killing and they thought nothing of it. They were psychopaths. They thought mm -hmm. nothing, they were spiritual, spiritual psychopaths. Mm -hmm. You know, they thought they went to sleep and went on and then they enjoyed themselves. You know, but it's the come, come a time that Jesus said the lion will lay down with the lamb and they will study war no more. And he said in Revelations, I will dry every tear from your yeah, eye. Amen. So our time is coming, but we got to stand firm because, you know, a lot of people say, well, where is God? Where, read his word. What did he say? In this world, we're going to have what? Trials and we're going to have tribulations. Remember, all of this is being stirred up against Israel, and it's going to be stirred up against all the Christians around the world. That's what it's all about. That's what it's about. That's another sign. Yeah. Right. This is the hatred. The people that are saying these things. The Bible says he will bless those who bless Israel. He will curse those who curse Israel. Right. Those people better be just really careful what they're they're, they're they being misused. They're, they're being used and misused to promote other people's agendas. That's yeah. right now. The wickedness of yes. the Corinth. We don't know all the certain details that certain people are going through certain levels of, of persecution. But just the little I know and what I've read, even even the stuff that happened to me, which is minor compared to some other people. This is like some kind of crazy program of this flat, pure out witchcraft and wickedness. And know that there's witchcraft in this. And witchcraft is, is a spiritual 
um, group of people. Mm-hmm. They're a spirit, they have a spiritual mission. And then the mission is to take your soul. So we, we need to be mindful of that. You know, also, as I said, God will wipe out the, the in, even in Jeremiah, as I'm reading through the book of Jeremiah, and it talks about God said he's going to destroy the wicked. Yep. And here's the sad thing. I don't think you and I have any idea what God have awaiting for them right now. I, you know, when a, when a person talks about, when Nebuchadnezzar talking about raise the, the flames seven times higher on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I believe God is going to, might take it a hundred times higher than what they oh, have that. ever seen it before. And when you're talking about somebody going to hell, I'm not just saying these things. Read it in your book. Read about the man that lived for all the pleasures of the world. When he enjoyed all the great large meals, he had nice robes and he had all this money and stuff like that. The problem was, and then Lazarus was a poor beggar, but the problem was he didn't die because he was rich and went to hell. He died because he wanted the world more than he wanted wanted God. So, and then just like the rich young ruler, when he came to Jesus, he wanted, he said, I can't do that, Lord. Uh Uh-uh. My wealth is my stronghold. That's my strength. But you know what? The spirit of um, the spirit of um, <clears throat> the spirit has gotten into the people that this is what they're seeking. You better see. We better seek God while He may be found right now, because tomorrow is over. Now, let me say this: getting back what I said before, all seven of those young kids' lives were taken away, just like that. That goes to show you tomorrow is not promised to nobody. None of these kids will ever get a chance to get married. They'll never get a chance to graduate, go down the aisle and see their parents, hug them and take pictures with them. They'll never get to say, have children. All of that is gone. You're thinking thinking that you're sending your kids to a higher level of education and they're coming home in a coffin or they're coming home in a a vein of drink to, you know, somebody being cremated into a vein to, you know, and putting them in the rest. Now, you're not even supposed to be there. Now, something is wrong. You're not supposed to be burying them. They should be burying you. That's the order of things until Christ come back. So something is wrong here. These, I submit to you, are the spirit of murder that is roaming over the United States. We have never seen the murder rate this high in the United States. And I keep saying right now, these is, this is the spirit of Cain that is being multiplied, just like the Bible says in, in Genesis chapter four and seven. He asked Cain, uh, Cain, where is thy brother? And he replied, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. If you are in Christ, you are your brother's keeper. So we need to keep each other lifted up in prayer. We need to keep each other in prayer and in a seed with one another. And we are fighting the greatest warfare ever taken place. There is a book by uh, Tom Brokaw talk about the greatest generation that he wrote. It's a pretty good book, but I will submit to you, the greatest generation is the ones that stand firm for Christ. The ones that endure to the end for Christ. The ones that hold on to his unchanging hand. The ones that have found faithful when he returned. And what did Jesus said? Well, I found faith in the earth when I return. Let me tell you this. <clears throat> Let me tell you this. If he find faithfulness in that day, he said, I will also put a crown of gold over your head. But God, what I believe is possible, what's going on is God is testing the righteous and see, are we going to stand and pass this test until he returns? You know, a lot of people don't understand that, but the more you read, God is revealing to us, be not deceived. And the last day, God is a mock because God is revealing right now what's going on. There's a lot of things going on in the world right now. We can't talk about all that. It takes days to talk about a lot of this stuff. But I'm just talking about spiritual spirit. warfare can't right now. Right. This is a spiritual battle. It is. We're spiritual beings. Okay? Right. We just live in these bodies. Right. Our spirits. Right. Our spirit belongs to God. And I can tell you something, I have a good life and everything. And, you know, of course, we all have our ups and downs. Yes. But if I had a chance to, to go with the Lord, I would do it. Because there's so much beauty there that, that we can never imagine here. There's there's so many things I have not seen, nor ears heard, nor has entered into the hearts of man. Well, so, God has in store for those. And spiritual warfare is a real thing. 
you know, a lot of people want to ignore it, and it's all right. I know what he, so I know David and the lion, David and uh, fighting Goliath, a Shadrach me show in the beginning in the uh, lion's den. But what I'm talking about is spiritual. When you see people going off, killing people, yeah. murdering mm -hmm. people, this is these are demons have taken over their mind and possession of their body. That's why I, I said to you in Mark chapter five nine when that demon overtook that man, it was with the consent of him doing evil or some kind of way, he let them demons come in and take over his body. This is a terrible thing that has happened in our country this week. And I pray that y'all lift up these families. This is going to be our tough uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, this is going to be a hard Christmas. And I want to say one more thing before we let you go. You know, um, I think it's Andy Williams mm -hmm. said this is the most wonderful time of the year. Well, it's not going to be like that for everybody. I promise you that. Sometimes it's the loneliest time of the year. Uh, when you were anticipating, when you were anticipating celebrating the holidays, now they're laying seven innocent, young, talented people. Dead dreams are gone now, just like that. God bless you. Spiritual warfare is a very serious matter. Please take it to heart. It is not you know, you have to understand it by, you know, understanding the end times when Jesus was talking about these things. And he told them, you know, when they asked Jesus, will he restore the glory of Israel? He said, it's not for you to know, but be prepared. Because he said, when you see the winds come, know you say it's going to rain. He said, but why is it you can't discern the times, signs of times? Now, let me tell you something. They can throw all the money they want to. I think that's good. But when you're fighting something that you don't understand, you get throwing the money down the toilet because they don't understand this is much bigger than what Congress can ever pass a bill. We need Jesus more than ever right now. We need the saints praying over this nation, praying over our you know, pastors, elders, bishops, uh, you know, from coast to coast and out of the country right now, people that are doing missionary work. We just need to pray like we have never prayed because the devil has unleashed all out war on the saints right now. And we just have to, we, we have to stand our ground, put on the whole armor of God, mm -hmm. not only put on the whole armor of God, but don't give up one inch. Mm -hmm. You know, don't give up. Let's stop being on the defense and get on the offense. Mm -hmm. When we get on the offense, then we know that we're fighting back with the word of God. God bless you. Y'all go in peace. And we thank y'all and happy Thanksgiving to all of y'all. But pray for our leaders, too, that they will obey God. Amen. Amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.